0: The GA Hour is sponsored by
1: Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.
3: I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each really other, and uh,
0: and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them are keen to to now focus on getting back to their county journeys. But these
3: fellas, he get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we put them back in their that's just the f***ing you
1: alright so this is the football show lads and the Sunday game schedule has been released this week and for football lovers which we all are never mind those hurling snobs I've done the hurling show already that's grand they're delighted and he actually had something to complain about in the hurling show because they're showing all Munster games and only three Leinster games (laughs) nine Munster games so I will find something to give out about but football fans really have something to give out about um, in one way, I don't. I, uh, do I blame RTE? No. On one hand, that's what people want to see. On the other hand, they're a public service broadcaster, so our numbers supposed to be important to them. When it's taxpayer money, I'm not so sure. But sort of got the to town on Munster hurling and Leinster hurling. Um, football gets There's only one football match Until the middle of June so mm. Championship starts in May And that is a, an Ulster The Ulster, Ulster game um, yeah, Ulster semi-final Ulster semi-final well, Which which is Which, is, hope is which, is a, which will be But that's, yeah. a, that's a great game They had to do that Then the last three weeks of, of June We get the Connacht final The Munster final And the Leinster final Similar to last year Only one football game In the first two months That isn't a provincial final mad isn't it like I mean the big one for me is Kildare Dublin how would anybody now Sky might show how could anybody not want that game that's a huge game in the football championship and again GEA selling rights without any sort of stipulations of okay you have to do a magazine show you have to do an analysis show this is the product we want if we're going to sell it to you surely there has to
3: be a decent split between hurling and football to reflect both codes I don't know why they're not sold separately Like you know he, he, Who wants the hurling rights Who wants the football rights Like it, I think it is insane So we're in the biggest moment now Of the biggest competition The most popular sport in Ireland Yeah Now of in f- fairness It is shite the provincials. Like I mean I was, know, like, that's, like, that's in RT's defence In general is, yeah. it is
1: But there's still matches That foot You might say it's shite But there's still matches Like Leash or West, Leash versus Westmead Leash or Westmead versus Mead Kildare Dublin Now that's just in Leinster and that's just what immediately jumps to me that I'm interested in so what might be shite
3: to the general public proper football fans are interested in all of the games it might be shite games that we might sort of pick apart but it's still the fabric of Ireland it's the most popular sport and like for the first month for the first 19 games there's nothing last year there was one I think it was uh, Mayo Galway and then there was yep. nothing yeah. for another three weeks there was no Tyrone Monaghan which was the big one yeah that then but that was the only game in May there's no games in May this time so the biggest sport in Ireland the biggest competition is starting and we're not going to get anything for six weeks
0: Yeah. the annoying thing for me is that this caught me on the hop again as in I should have known this was coming again last year and then you see the schedule like why are there so little football games why isn't there any football games until the middle of June and the thing is that like the schedule will catch some people on the hop, but I guarantee you they come around to the day that Dublin will play Kildare if they get through, which they will. People will be like, Why the hell isn't Dublin Kildare on oh TV? Yeah. and they'll be caught out on the day, do you know what I mean? Even though we've kind of been it's been flagged last year and it's been flagged with the schedule. But yeah, it's just a pity where's the where's the football?
1: Because two years ago Kildare obviously did well against Dublin in the Leinster final, it had a terrible start and then matched Dublin for a lot of the game. Then they got shot by Carla last year so like there's no then they made Super 8s last year so like that's a big game in Leinster and Mm. Leinster Championship needs a little bit of a good you know it needs a good game and that's not going to be on it and then you'll have Mead Westmead or Leash who will probably play in the Leinster final then and they, I don't think any three of them are as good as Kildare in Championship football. And they could be well beaten by Dublin. And now, you know, what will be said about the Leinster Championship yeah. then? It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a pity. Like, I mean, the, there, there's no doubt about that. It's definitely a pity. But then the hurling fans will start arguing that when July comes around, they're pushed to the side yeah. and it's all about the Super 8s. You know, so yeah. like, it, is, it is difficult. But Maybe sell it to separate broadcasts. Yeah. I often uh, definitely think that when the next I and mean, you heard me talking to Tom Ryan about this lads and he talking about the Joe McDonough Cup and he acted all surprised I said and would you not sell the Joe McDonough Cup to, to Airsport or to Virgin or to TG Car or someone like that? oh yeah that's not a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah. for real <laughs> yeah. so yeah. like I mean that wasn't around when they they, they actually went into a five year contract knowing that the championship structure was up in the air and John Horan now, we're going to talk about it in, in a minute. We'll get probably get the tier two through next year. And again, no provisions made with the broadcasters yeah. about how this changes. You know what I mean? For me, I'd rip up that five year contract next year and have to start fresh if the tier two comes in. Because it's just changed. Druma- just so much for what that deal w- when that deal was made what's the yeah, point of that it, it deal it can't
0: change till 2021 is that is that correct 22 is 12, it 20 2022 yeah because I was just like so RTE have 25 exclusive games right and 9 of them are Munster Championship games so more than a third of RTE's allowance of exclusive games is to the Munster Hurling Championship yeah. and like you're on about the ridiculousness of not renegotiating that arrangement when the championship was changed to think that like the Munster Hurling Championship until the format was changed only consisted of a maximum of four games and now RTE are actually showing nine games and then they didn't, didn't even change the format to allow for that that's yeah. a more than a 100% increase in the number of games in the Munster Championship alone yeah. and the fact that the contract wasn't redrawn just, just makes it just seem
1: even more ridiculous It just does and it's surprised at it maybe what a great idea like imagine yeah. going into the GEA with these ideas like wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. well we were just checking what we did last year
3: <laughs> Box tick Yeah what a go-getter you are <laughs> (laughs) you you say about the promotion (laughs) 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 you're talking about the Super 8 though but I think it's only uh, four games that RT are showing from that maybe an option of a fifth the the Hurdle will probably get precedence there as well so there's 12 Super 8 games and only four tops five will be shown on RT as well so that's another thing that wasn't brought into the thinking like the GA did restructure they made the championship more sexy because it isn't RT's fault They're just picking the best games What people will watch yeah, most Yeah But here's an opportunity Here's where the championship does get exciting And we have restructured it But even then They're only showing four Yeah So BBC have come to the rescue For Ulster at
1: least For well sure For everyone BBC Northern Ireland Do we have that? Does is that just BBC The normal BBC or is? Yeah
0: I think so I think so
1: Everyone is BBC Northern Ireland So that's fantastic They're showing some um, Two live games Antrim Tyrone Which isn't going to set the world alight And um, Antrim versus Tyrone or Derry which will be Tyrone I just corrected myself there as <laughs> Conan's staring at me from the side and then Fermanagh versus Donegal and then they're showing a semi-final and a final and then they're showing two deferred games which is Tyrone, Derry Cavan um, Monaghan which is a great local derby that's the one that should be shown and Down Armagh which will be a very good game so they're, they're deferred and they'll be making my life an awful lot easier because if, if I don't want to crib about my own personal situation but when I have to go to Kildare Dublin I'm missing out on the on the hurling games on television and then I'm chasing my tail until the next day trying to produce shows that I haven't seen and it's just like Ugh, yeah Jesus but then it is good to get out to the games as well I suppose so look it's not an easy fix but I want to see some effort being made to Mm. fix it not just what was done last year because usually I start off this show before the New York game and now we've got London Galloway thrown in we've two games to start off at least that's improved it a little bit but neither of them are on the television so like I think TG Cahir made efforts to get it they didn't get it I'm sure there's a load of red tape around RT flexing their muscles and RT don't want to waste one of their games during the summer of their 25 to give to this and there is an argument for this this year obviously they're going to be two one-sided games so they're not as attractive as other years I can see why nobody wanted to touch off it but this is my argument these are being sold all wrong they're being given exclusive rights to Sky and RTE why can't you give RTE first choice Sky second Virgin third Air fourth and TG Cahar fifth TG Cahar third actually because they're there all year and, and tear it down. So, say this weekend, Now Sky or RT, the two broadcasters, don't want them. Yeah. First choice, second choice, don't want them. So, now, who wants them with yeah. like the three that's left? Yeah. On any given Sunday, RT always go, I know this from News Talk, they always go Munster hurling. That's show, borne out by this. Sky, what have you got this weekend? Well, we've got a hurling game on as well. Right. Virgin, Air. TG Carr what football game do you want to show because there's going to be people who want to see football why can't it be tiered mm. like that based yeah. on on like a hierarchy was, so or I you I get what they want so they're, mm. they're the main um, you know contract holder the main um, media partner so they have the first pick and yeah. how can they complain when they get the best game that they see as being the best game the only people I see losing out here are, are the viewers you know I don't see viewers getting to see any football Whereas if you sell, and again for the GEA, it's huge mo- extra money that they're going to be that they're going to be selling. We didn't do that last it's a year. No brainer. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> okay, so we'll just move on. Then. Yeah. We'll just move on. So the tickets for Mayo. So we didn't do it last year. That's the end of it. So John yeah. Prenti has been on, and there's ten thousand Mayo fans going over here, Connor. Like this is getting out of control. <laughs> like this is
0: incredible. So uh, he suggests if there are ten thousand, but I think so there the, are ten thousand. So the New
1: that. York had to say apparently the GEA wanted to bring this to Croke Park to accommodate all the Mayo fans (laughs) and New York team said New York or nowhere and now we're stuck with a tiny (laughs) little we're stuck with a tiny little ground over in the Big Apple and now the Mayo fans That was Mayo isn't it yeah so now they're going to have to drink cans in Times Square and watch it and (laughs) Mayo fans I think are falling into this category like I love Mayo fans because they're fantastic I'm just worried that Mayo fans are going to start falling into the Liverpool trap the Celtic trap the Munster rugby trap <laughs> and the Ireland soccer trap of starting to call themselves the best fans in the world because last year for Newbridge or Nowhere um, it's not often I go up against uh, Mayo fans I don't often feel their rat. it's usually other counties because I kind of root for Mayo to win in All-Ireland mm. but I felt their rat for Newbridge or Nowhere because I went against what they wanted which was in Croke Park and they have a fair old uh, group of uh, Muppets on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, like every county has. But they were calling themselves the greatest fans in the world. And if you call yourself the greatest fan, then you're not the great, the greatest fan. It's just annoying. So Connor, is there a worry? That's, that's
0: a scurrilous th- accusation. I want
1: absolutely nothing <laughs> to do with it, Willie. Really. You have no, to go home to Mayo here.
0: Listen, you you make a good point there. I think. Uh, well, we can bandwagon with the best, of them I think we've we've kind of we've hopped on the bandwagon uh, full swing the last few years. But I was even actually only thinking this morning of the the parallels between Mayo fans and Liverpool, and we'll. Liverpool fans, because we've been the best team to never win in all Ireland, and then this year Liverpool are probably going to get ninety-seven points and not win the title, and it's really like there should be a special moral award handed out to Mayo and Liverpool as a result.
1: Yeah, but, but neutrals uh, are rooting for Mayo. I don't know one neutral you're rooting for
0: Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But just on the tickets, anecdotally, like uh, I, I, John Prentice suggests that there might be ten thousand. There seems to be ten thousand or more, and the majority of people I was talking to anyway are going over without tickets so it be interesting to see what happens because like the clubs only we're an intermediate club we got 8 tickets eight. senior clubs get 10 so if you flesh that out for the rest of the county you're talking about 50 clubs an average around 8 to 10 tickets it was probably around How five, will you give them tickets. out As a matter of interest
1: A lottery A lot uh, of
0: I, I, I'm on the executive of the club And I wasn't actually in on the meetings For the di- distributions of the tickets But I imagine it was all fair And above board uh, Willie So I think, I think it was a lottery Yeah because I know There's a lot of people Going from the club So there would have been Plenty of demand um, but I think people that I was talked to, because the distribution of the tickets was mostly handled by New York, and they've got tickets through contacts out there and stuff okay. like that. So,
1: but you're the good. They're more or less go It's not the end of the world if they don't get in I think game. so. Yeah. They won't get to see it, but it's not a game that the result really is. No, question, no, no disrespect to New York. It's
3: more going over, yeah, you know, and yeah. being in around the Irish bars and having a yeah.
0: crack. McLean Avenue, maybe or something yeah. like that to yeah. to, to, to
3: gather <laughs> afterwards. Guardi, so. have advised me: fans avoid a ticket <laughs> to <laughs> not show up <laughs> in New York because yeah. it doesn't have the infrastructure there for be part. trouble outside but they the ground
0: They are making tickets available... At, at Gaelic Park on the Sunday morning, which I think could be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You could have Mayo fans camping out outside Gaelic Park on the Saturday night yeah. because there's so many of them going over.
1: A and they're they're putting up bleachers. I had to Google what bleachers were. Like they're <laughs> the, the temporary terraces that you see yeah, at, the, yeah. at the American high football school high school games. Ball, yeah. yeah, bleachers. So, anyways, that was a new one. Carl Compton has been talking about playing for New York. So he's saying you've got no league or challenge games. You're depending on in house games. so We know Carl Compton played with uh, Roscommon last year. He says you never know what will happen on any given day but expectations aren't crazy over here to be honest we'll just try and stay in the game for as long as possible and see where it takes us so we have Shane Hogan coming up on the show in part 2 he is a New Yorker who's playing for New York so he's not that it's not that common for a homegrown player to be making the team and he makes it ever since his debut and he's playing in around midfield he's playing midfielder in around that that area and he's supposed to be a good player but that's the thing there's been a turnover of 11 players from last year and we know how well they performed last year they performed really well the last 3 years mm. really against Rustcom and Fright Sligo gave them a fright but ended up losing by six or seven maybe and and then Leitrim to extra time last year. The draw hasn't been kind to them this year, you know, to build on it. They still have some good players. But it was some interesting statistics on it is that, um, like, I mean, they're doing really well at underage. They send underage teams over to the FAIL under 14 and they've gone from Division 5 to Division 1. I think 2017 they actually won the FAIL. I think that might have been Division 2. But since joining the Iconic Championship in 1999 New York have used 217 players and 60% of those have only played one competitive match only 11 have been New Yorkers so like that is it so of the or 205 just to break that down of the 270 players 205 Of New York's 217 players have been from Ireland and 130 of them have only played one match. Mm. So those stats aren't great. If they're trying to, you know, they're trying, there's some more New Yorkers on the team this year, but it it doesn't seem to be translating from the underage, which is going well. Um, Maybe that's the same in every county, you lose players and maybe more (laughs) so in New York because it's all so spread out and you get a bit older and you don't need to put in that commitment. Because you're coming from all different parts of a huge city and you just maybe don't need that. But, yeah. like, I mean, it doesn't translate. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is the team is always dominated by
3: who decides to travel to New York that in particular that summer. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, was that Eamon Donahue's piece? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, he had a a couple of lines with C.J. Malloy who used to play for New York and he's yeah. a New Yorker and he was saying about any Paddy who's kicked a couple of points in a club game is just raced in and they're just held in this higher respect than in New York. Yeah I've seen that like yeah. I mean that's true mm. like I have seen it but to be fair
1: in general they are better like, let's call this <laughs> let's be honest I do see his point like you know but at the same time Generally, they're better players.
3: Yeah, but then know. it just doesn't make it easy as opposed to You're talking about a turnover of eleven, and I remember you were talking to Justin O'Halloran two years ago, maybe, and he was going on about what they have to do to go to training so they don't train as often as a county team would. and, yeah. and again, no challenge matches and no league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Flynn training at the start of the year, no and yeah, he's
1: not there. Yeah, oh, must be very frustrating. Johnny Glenn trains with them now. You'd you be hoping he might kick a bit, and then he doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's that disappointment. So like I mean I, You know it's, it's definitely not easy And then last year They had Tom Kniff And Jamie Clark And a really good team Now this year They've caught Compton And like I mean Depending on what report You read Sean Hurley from Kildare Is out there They have um, Mer- Is it Mernon From Down Uh yeah. Is that maybe um, not Mernon I can't. He's Arma. Uh, yeah, Andrew Murnin. Um, I was thinking Murnin. Do you oh remember yeah. him playing? He's out there. He's Nathan, isn't Nathan Madine. Uh, I'm not sure his first name. Jeez, when I'm struggling here, let's not get <laughs> the first name. <laughs> let's not get the first name. It's Medaille. But anyway, so that's it. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that in Paddy Power predictions. But you know, um, definitely New York are up to it. So John Horan has uh, fleshed out a little bit what he wants in his tier 2 competition so like I said this is going to happen next year whether you, whether we like it or not I like it but after reading John Horne fleshing it out I don't like it so John Horne has done exactly what I didn't want him to do so and it just seems to be my opinion against what they do it always seems to be conflicting so he says the first option the first option put to counties competing in Division 3 of the Alliance League at a meeting a fortnight ago was a competition that begins after counties exit the Provincial Championship. While the second proposal was to allow counties to take part in the early rounds of the All-Ireland Qualifiers before entering a Tier 2 competition. So Horan says um, he favours option one. He says you play in your Provincial Championship and if you don't get to the Provincial Final then you go into the second tier competition straight away. There will be a maximum of four rounds in that competition and if you win it you will get automatic qualification into the qualifiers the next year regardless of whether you're in Division 3 or 4. So like I mean is this like three or four at a meeting like I, I'm, I'm not sure I, I fully understand this so if you were to base this off this year's championship Tyrone or Donegal will go back mm. into the second tier. Right? Because they're not making their provincial final. So they would uh,
3: walk that. It seems to be the Division 3 and 4 teams. Yeah, they go into the qualifiers. If you're in Division 3 or 4, you go into the... Oh, okay.
1: Back into the Tier 2. The only thing I don't like about that is, obviously, the prestige of going into the qualifiers. It's hard to keep people together. Going back into the Tier 2 might be that little bit harder. But obviously, since I've misread what he said, (laughs) I'm just going to stop talking now and let you take (laughs) (laughs) over.
3: Yeah, I think that option one would be a, a tough one because... Like Derry are playing their own saying just not at that level. But Derry over the last few years, even with weakened teams, have gotten to round four of the qualifiers and actually it was Kildare and Tipperary who stopped them getting into a quarter final, and it was on an all day they might have beaten those teams. So yeah. like it's it's a bit shit to think of Derry played Tyrone own, which they do again and they seem to do every year, then they're in tier two automatically. Whereas yeah. you know, if just if it was a different system they might go on through the qualifiers and get closer to Kru Park.
1: What I just can't understand is why can't three and four start in the division two All Ireland? and division 1 or 2 start in yeah, division yeah. 1 all it. and stop this messing with it because if you give them a flavour of the division 1 all Ireland they're not going not going to want to go into the Absolutely, second one yeah. but if they have to start in the second one they've no choice but they can win it and work their way into the first one so that seems like, why is there such reluctance to because, do that? Well
0: it comes back to like any time anyone tries to get a motion through Congress, whatever motion they think of, they dumb it down a bit or di- dilute yeah. a bit so they think it might give it a chance so obviously John Horne thinks that if he if he comes up with some conditions that the Division 3 and Division 4 teams that are voting for this proposal might go for it more so than they would with a complete break, which I think is the sensible thing to do, get rid of the provincials altogether and just start it as Division 2 All-Ireland. But even, even the kind of second proposal then, like I, I was Confused even reading as well. So like, if you win, if you win the tier two competition, and you, even if you're division three or four, and you compete in your provincial championship the following year and you lose, you're still in the tier one competition. It was just really confusing for me. Yeah, and that's guess, so. that
1: was messy. So he prefers option one at it's least. It's a lesser Anyways. of two evils, I think. Of two. So you could, for example, have in Munster, you'll have Clare. Oh no, Clare play Kerry. So you could have Tipperary, who are now division three, get into a Munster final. So they're into the division one. Then you could have in Leinster. Leash for example like last year so you could end up in the tier 2 competition with maybe 11 teams there might be one yeah, left over you know sure what I mean I there might be one left like o- Tommy over Tommy Murphy almost again then there, you're looking at Tommy Murphy levels now yeah. maybe 11 might be too like they're out of 16 what could be 13 you know there could be at least a, an uneven number that could be could get messy. Yeah, just bloody! Why are you messing with it for?
3: Yeah, like I, I actually agree with you in a sense. Like I, I don't think John Horn should be looking at anything unless he's looking at changing the provincial structure. And if that means like what you say, Willie, having a tier one and a tier two, or like what I say, having groups, and then if you don't qualify through the group, you go yeah. to the B. But that that's the problem. Like that's the problem with fixtures. That's the problem with the imbalance and who people have to play and how teams get dropped into divisions. Three or sorry, round three and round four. The provincial yeah. system is the problem, and I think this is just another ruse to get us talking about something else. And, and we are we're sort of looking now at option one and option two. Yeah. And here's another thing I wonder about:
1: Who, what? Like, I've I obviously be very respectful of John Horne. He's the president of the GA, and I've met him on okay several occasions. And I like John Horne. Mm-hmm but who gives him the right to just think up of one and push it through like surely there has to be some <laughs> yeah, consultation yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with all the sporting bodies with the GPA the CPA what knock on effect is this going to have on club why is he just coming with this like Parik Duffy did yeah, yeah. and suddenly everyone has to go along with this because this is what he wants this is just a, his subjective opinion and maybe one or two yes men inside in his offices no have, let's say have an in, uh, independent committee to run yeah. the rule over your because yeah. like, this, this is what has us in the shit with the Super 8s and the new structure with the April for clubs because Duffy's brainchild with nobody inside telling him you know no I don't think that's the right thing yeah, to do yeah. like I mean surely there should be
3: some external committee that has to okay some yeah. of these like, some of these <laughs> We've only had one super eight competition so far. There's two left, and we already have the president of the GA looking yeah. at a different. Yeah. <laughs> and competition. that has to be reviewed, right? Yeah. So that
1: whole thing has to be reviewed. So you have the president trying to push through a tier two before all that has been. <laughs> what yeah. kind of yeah, a yeah, mess yeah. is yeah. it, lads? Honest to God, like it. we really anyway. Some news: Peter Crowley's done his cruciate nightmare for Kerry. He's one of the. He's the only defender who played all eight games. Who started all um, eight games of their. Allianz League uh, matches and good news is Gavin White. Um, Peter Keane thinks that Gavin White will be back for the championship, so that's good news for him. Paul Flynn, obviously, the big news is retired has retired. Unfortunately, for Paul, he's back it was giving him problems and he ended up uh, hurting his hamstring in a club match last week and I'd say Paul just after a couple of years of bloody frustration just went affect ah, this I'm retiring out of pure anger and frustration being the competitor that he is because like even, even I'm looking at Paul going sit out on the bench and get your five in a row and just have them but then again what does Paul <laughs> I, another side of me thinks some people are obsessed with medals like and I can compare this to Paul obviously on a much lower level in that I look back at my career now and I have six county titles I left for Parnells then came back won one and then fell out with a manager and I was, I was gone then right so I look back I have six county titles the lads my age in Portlaoise would have 13 or 14 what difference does that yeah. make now to yeah. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit the winning the, the, the enjoyment of the medals is the winning of them so if you're not part of the winning of them, it's only a number at the end of your career. And you need a yeah. real stupid ego to go, well, I'm the most successful player, you know, yeah. in my club. Who gives a shit? It'd just like, did a you, quiz did question, you, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. That's, that's, that's like, it, like, yeah. So he's right. Now, in fairness, the five in a row is such a momentous thing. And he has been kind of a panel player because probably of injury and not getting able to get a run of it for the last two years. So he could maybe have sat out the rest of the year. But look, I just think the competitor, again, that he is, is... Uh, he just wasn't able to do that
0: yeah but is anyone going to say like if Dublin weren't, went on to win the five in a row is anyone going to say well Paul Finn wasn't a member of the five you know it wasn't a crucial member of the five in a row because he wasn't there for the fifth one I don't think so like when you look back on it in years to come Paul Finn will be one of the standout players from that era absolutely like uh, I was just thinking now, uh, he like, hasn't
1: played much in the last uh, two I, years I know
0: I know I know but like but but he's still a crucial member of that like the, the Dublin that, that period of time from 2011 to 2019 let's say and I, like I was even thinking this morning just like after I'd seen there, uh, after I'd seen that he'd retired that to me like he was one of three to me he was one of three half forwards that had kind of revolutionised the position after Brian Doher and Paul Galvin and just like turned it into like Paul Galvin or Paul Flynn made scoring four points from play as a wing forward a matter of routine to the to the extent that like when he didn't do it you were wondering you nearly thought he had a bad game do you know that kind of yeah. way but, uh, but no I think, I think you're right It's just the, with, with a combination of injuries and and the frustrations of having time on the bench he doesn't seem like that type of guy that would settle for that kind of in the long run so he's probably best to just call the day now
1: I'm glad you compared him to Doer and Paul Galvin because sometimes I think because Paul Galvin was so good at getting in and getting breaks hmm. people almost said well he's a working half forward Paul Galvin was class Yeah, yeah. Paul Galvin Absolutely. could see a pass he could make runs he, he was a total footballer Paul Flynn uh, Brian Dewar because he liked to track back and tackle lads and double up on Mm. them and and sometimes you sell him short for some of the outrageous points that fella could kick so he wasn't a working forward he was a brilliant forward who could also do hard work for you so you're really onto a winner and Flynn is in that category of brilliance and could kick spectacular points and goals but also was willing to do that kind of work you know so it's often I hate when you call those three players working wing forwards that's bullshit that's an insult Conan's a working wing forward
3: <laughs> Can't <argue with> <laughs> no, but you, get my, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. you get my like, point. Yeah. Like yeah. you're
1: completely doing these three in particular a <laughs> massive disservice to call them working half forwards. They're they're exceptional wing forwards that also would work yeah. for you. Yeah, it's
3: Roy yeah. Keane syndrome. Like yeah. you know, you remember him for his character and his doggedness, and forget that he's one of the best midfielders ever. Like you know, and it's the same with these boys. Um, yeah, and like Paul Flynn, you're talking about like when he misses a couple of them, people were like, oh, he doesn't score not four. He is one of the very few people who when he hit those 40-yard shots from the right and he usually went over when they went wide, people were like, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake, Paul and you know, the Dublin yeah. fans are on his back a little bit, but... Yeah, you said he hardly played the last two years. I think the Ross Common game last year, which was a dead rubber, was the only championship match he has played in 2017. or Yeah, or started. Sorry, got a brilliant goal in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he
1: was playing midfield there. At least he had a midfield number on his back. So yeah, that's it. So like, he's going to be a big loss. He was talking on Game On last night, and he said, "But it was quite emotional because they are your brothers, your friends, the guys you go to war with and respect so much. So it was a difficult thing to do talking about his teammates, and it made me um, have a look down through his teammates' Twitter accounts to see would there be nice glowing tributes of their teammate who called them his brothers his friends the guys you go to war with and respect so much and not one tribute like the closest you get is Alan Brogan who's now retired. None of his teammates have paid tribute to a fella who wore his heart on his sleeve and who was a leader and who was an outstanding player. And I think that's, that's sad. An instruction, was it? Oh, absolutely yeah. lads. Like do you think that all those lads don't want yeah, to pay yeah. tribute to like their friend and that's their teammate? Sad, yeah. That is poxy as far as I'm concerned because Paul Flynn would have loved to have seen that publicly. It's all right getting a text. But it's also nice to see those tributes. I'm sure I never got them from from your teammates on the day that you retire. And I think that's poxy and that's Dublin's social media policy. And that's Jim Gavin. So Jim Gavin speaks on behalf of the whole panel in a statement. Pure Jim Gavin, formulaic kind of, you know... Statement where he, on behalf of Dublin senior football team and the Dublin Gaelic Athletic Association, I would like to wish the very best to Paul as he announces his tr- retirement for senior intercounty football. And it just goes on with kind of Jim and yeah, Gavin, yeah. kind of corporate speak, and no real personality in it. And I just think that's wrong. When a player like that retires, lift it. Who's going to care? Who's going to care? Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, do you want to be some cynical so and so to go well Jesus the Dublin lads are all over Twitter so they're five in a rows, row yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. you wonder if the text it? go around and say nobody oh I'd say so uh, oh yeah. I'd definitely say so you're telling me the Dublin oh, know, players I know, I our Dublin yeah. players are no different than yeah. every other squad in the country hmm. that absolutely they'd, w- they'd love to send a tweet out because yeah. like they don't get to tweet that often <laughs> so like even <laughs> sending yeah. one, and especially for Paul Flynn who is incredibly highly regarded I just think it's wrong and I think it's gone too far
3: yeah and everybody has a different story to tell so it would be nice like they all have a different story they all have a different angle Yeah, they have something to say and then Mm. what that does as well is just it's a bigger vehicle for other people to get involved and and give a bit more praise to somebody who definitely deserves it but you have to say that it's the easiest uh, me- media manager job in the world there's, there's nothing to manage it's just don't do anything yeah. and that's their job like you yeah. know you're not like the tweets job done what, yeah. what so a handy job so
1: he's not the media manager he's the media blocker <laughs> so he's like he doesn't manage anything yeah. he just says no
3: like I mean that's yeah. his job well done
1: blocker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the media blocker that's what we'll call him right we'll okay. call him the media blocker anyways like you might think this is a little bit hypocritical but obviously they want to keep the hype down Dublin want to keep the hype down and we know that Everybody else seems to want to crank the hype up on Dublin, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start a new slot on the show. It's going to run throughout the summer and it's called the Dublin Hype Train. And this is brought to you in association with Jim Gavin and his media <laughs> blocker, <laughs> right? So this, this week, on this week's show, we have Liam Kearns. So we've had Henry Sheffield and JJ Delaney in the last two weeks. And so this is just going to keep going throughout the <laughs> summer, lad, so we might as well have a slot. So Liam Kearns is turning the heat up on the five in a row and he says, The only thing I would say... I was around when Kerry lost the five in a row and I didn't know Liam Kearns was on the squad that day actually the the Kerry squad when they won the five in a row the last two he was on the squad he says I got on the panel myself as a sub for that for the three in a row I was carried by the greats there for a couple of years I was one of those extras but like I would never have seen Kerry beaten with that five in a row team and I certainly didn't think Offaly would beat them I thought they had a team that had all the answers and they got caught the same thing applies to Dublin they're going to have to get everything right and there's going to be huge pressure all going to talk about the mm, pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everyone's talking about it, and I say everywhere they go, the closer it gets, the further this thing goes, and the more people, the more talk there is about Dublin. The weight of history is going to weigh heavily on them this is a clear tactic from the rest of the yeah. country finally starting <laughs> to believe that anyone but Dublin kind of thing yeah. maybe all yeah. these lads are right what was the context for the Liam
0: Cairns because like was was he asked that question because he was involved with the Kerry panel he must paddle? have been He must have or, been. Or are people just going to throw this question to everybody oh just everyone <laughs>
1: yeah. what do you imagine it would be like is part <laughs> <of it. laughs> imagine what this is going to be like lads in August as the yeah. Super race heat up and yeah. all are in semi-final or final. it's going to because I, I think deep down People want to see a new winner. I think deep down, a lot of people, for the reason of the media blocker and all that, haven't taken Dublin to their heart. I, in a way, don't really mind now. I kind of wanted Mayo to to win one. That's kind of the way I am. I'm not. I don't. I don't think Mayo can win one anymore now. So that's kind of gone. I would have liked to see Mayo win one. Sorry, Conor. That's all right. That's but. Right. but Prove for them, for them to beat Kerry or for them to beat Galway or Donegal. I'm, I'm. I was kind of Mayo. I kind of wanted to beat Dublin in our final. Yeah. And that doesn't make too much difference to me. But I can see the
3: heat being ramped right up on them. I think people just like cha- <laughs> champions to get a, a test, like you know, uh, like last year felt very easy for Dublin or easier than other years. Like, yeah. you know, they did sort of walk through it all. And when they do beat Mayo after the replays or after, um, you know, a one point slog fest, like you sort of respect them a whole lot more. And we all know that's there. Like so, I just. I hope as a neutral, anybody get a tough super eight group because otherwise, like this, this hype and this pressure or whatever else, it's not going to come into play until the semi final. Yeah, and then they're only a hundred and forty minutes away from it all. There's not group. much lead into the semi final. It's only a week. Mm. Yeah, so uh, if they get a good group, like if they get two good teams in the super eight, so will like, give them a test, a tough away match. Then, like you know, we can enjoy a, a few weeks of ramping up the yeah. pressure. I think it's the media that's going to ramp it up on them because these
1: lads aren't saying this for no reason. No. They're all being asked about it. Yeah so like I mean it is the media that hype up Dublin I've said this in interviews before it's not necessarily Dublin that's why Jim Gavin has the blocker <laughs> so yeah. that there's no you don't fuel the media who want to know about Dublin and who do this so it's, 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 it's basically us journalists not us in this room but we're going to comment on the people <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to contribute exactly to this yeah. alright listen up next is Shane Hogan He gave me back then was he we were in the Glen Royal on a night out, and he, I'd never met him before. And he put his arm around me and he said,
0: You won't go too far wrong if you win the ball and give it to me. I said, All right, well, okay. that's great advice. Yeah, it
3: was uh, for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Okay, so against Mayo on Sunday, Shane Hogan is one of six homegrown players that's going to be on the New York panel and he joins us on the line now. Shane, how's it going? Not too bad, Colin. How are you over there, bud?
2: All good, all
1: good. What's the weather like over there?
2: It is miserable. Hopefully, Mayo will bring over some of that nice weather. you guys are getting over there but right now it is it's cold it's raining and it's dark I'm actually a bit scared
1: Jesus right because we were talking on the show here and the forecast for Sunday or for Sunday apparently is rain as well is that right yeah
2: yeah you know it's uh, it's something now that we're starting to get used to here. I think the past two or three years it's been absolutely miserable for the day of the game
1: right okay so I suppose in general people say a bad day suits the underdog I don't know if you subscribe to that
2: uh, yeah, actually, it kind of helps us out a little bit more, you know. Especially playing on the turf, uh, you know, the ball goes a little faster. It's something I don't know if Mayo will be used to it, you know. But uh, playing in the rain, I know that they it'll be something they're used to being play, played in Connacht. You know, it's always raining over there, so yeah. Uh, well,
1: that's true. That's
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it'll give us a point or two.
1: Do you put much um, advantage into the artificial pitch Shane? Because, like you said, when it's raining, obviously on a grass pitch, there's a really Pronounced skid off it. Like, does it bounce up? Be- does it bounce up more on the on the pitch, or it, it's not the same skid? Maybe that the footballers over here would be used to.
2: Uh, on a nice day, you know, it'll it, it'll bounce probably the same as it is on grass. But you know, when it, uh, when, it when it starts to rain, it is it, it's something that it's like it's kind of like just like a bullet. You know, the minute it hits the ground, it just it goes from about five miles an hour to about a hundred. Uh, you know, it's something that if you're not prepared for, it is. It, it can c- catch you surprisingly
1: okay that's an that's an interesting one to keep keep an eye out for. so you were born in New York, so your father is from Tipperary. obviously your mother is from america i'm um, I'm guessing your grandparents are from Ruscommon and Mead
2: yeah yeah my on my mom's side, my dad's side uh, Tipperary as well
1: all right, okay, so your oh, your dad's side is from Tipperary and his parents are from Tipperary, and your mother's parents are from Ruscommon and mead that's that's how it works yep yep I'm a bit of a mutt (laughs) (laughs) so how did you do you have a team at home that you support or anything I suppose all three of those maybe
2: Uh, I'd say Tip would be the top and then uh, Roscavene and Leeds would follow but yeah I'd follow all three of them
1: Right. Okay. So I've been reading that you've been playing since you were five, and you really got the bug in two thousand and three when New York almost beat Leitrim. They went to extra time, and obviously that happened last year as well. Not to be confused with last year, but in two thousand and three, and you saw that game, and you caught the bug at that stage.
2: Yeah. No. That that really was one of the things I really wanted me to 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 give it a go to try and make that team one day. Uh, you know, just seeing uh, New York compete against an Irish team. You know, it was something that I really wanted to do. Uh, you know, and last year it was so close, and uh, you know, just the fact that we we put in so much work and just we came so close was was absolutely heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, because like I mean, I've spent enough time out in America five summers that I know you on a Sunday morning for the championship games you have to go down to a bar and pay in and stuff like that. So is that how you would have gone down with your father watching these games? He would have obviously been heading down to watch them, and you tag along
2: yeah he'd be uh he'd be down in the bars for every match and um uh he'd be bringing me and my two brothers along and uh you know my grandparents' would be there as well uh you know and he'd be there- pretty much cheering on tip but pretty much any game he'd be there to watch um and then usually we'd go to together park after we'd see all the all the guys playing um uh, so yeah, he got me really into the GAA very early. Uh, you know, my brother Tano was playing. Then when I was about four, you know, I really I didn't even want to play game football at first. Uh, they asked me to play, and I said I oh, I don't know, I don't think so. And then when I saw him playing, I was like, oh, this is actually something I think I'd enjoy. Uh, so I got it. I started playing then, and it was just something I fell in love with.
1: Right, okay, so you, the the love must have been strong, Shane, is the point I'm trying to make, because when you went to school, obviously, there's no Gaelic football, there's a lot of other sports, there's peer pressure, there's wanting to hang around with your friends that are playing other sports, so I suppose there do, was do, do a big decision to make there.
2: Yeah, the, the only good part now being in Woodlawn is, uh, is uh, it's mostly all the Irish parents as well, so they're pushing their kids to play Gaelic football, so all my friends are pretty much playing it as well. Okay. So uh, if I wanted to hang out with my friends, I'd be playing Gaelic with them. Um, and a lot of them now are still playing, so it's, it, it was, we got a really good connection to to get football to our parents.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Come here. I was reading. I didn't realize that the juvenile structure in New York was so strong. There's fifteen juvenile clubs. Five of them play hurling, and fourteen play football. So there's about two thousand five hundred children um, playing. And you won the faila under is it under the under fourteen fail in two thousand and seventeen. Teams like Shannon Gales and Queens are able to field sides comprised almost entirely of players uh, born in the US, and I'm just wondering, with all that brilliant underage success, why there's only six from New York still feeding in on the squad?
2: Uh, Well, growing up now at my age, you know, the, the it wasn't what it was today. Like there was only about eight maybe teams. Uh, so it was a bit different you know the the development officers now are doing a a very very good job Simon Gillespie with the football and then Mickey Quigg with the Hurling Uh, they do tireless work and it's getting stronger Uh, you know I I help and I see what kids now like through through the ages are are starting to become and develop and play like so I would say soon enough there will be even more Um, but you know what The, the biggest challenge is when kids hit the age of about you know 17 18 when they go off to college yeah uh, you know, they start playing all these other sports in high school, you know, baseball, football, basketball. Uh, they'll start to go away to college now and play those sports. And it's very tough now once they go away to play that to get them back into the fold of Gaelic football. You know, Gallup football sort of becomes the afterthought. Uh, so that's really the, the biggest killer of how we lose, like, a lot of the good underage development
1: yeah because I was reading a stat that in New York's first five years competing in Connacht I think it started in 99 they had five Americans make it onto the pitch and in the past five years only three have made it onto the pitch so that that stat would make it look like it's not necessarily improving and maybe it's for that point that in America travel times are so long it's not like Ireland you go to college in Dublin and you come home an hour to play your Gaelic football like that's completely blown out of the water over there I suppose
2: oh yeah no uh like uh the kids now like that'll go. They'll go mostly away, like to school. Uh, you know, they'll, there's not there, there's a few colleges in New York that, if we're lucky, locally that they'll play for. But for the most part, like they'll travel like south to all the big colleges down there. Uh, you know, to the West Coast. You know, be if they wanted to come back, you'd have to take a two-hour plane ride or something. Um, I know we have a guy playing in our club. He plays American football, but he actually travels back. But he has to take an hour and a half plane ride for every match on Sunday, which is absolutely uh, incredible that he does it. But, I mean, jeez, what, what a pain.
1: Yeah, jeez, what uh, what a pain is right. What club are you?
2: Uh, I play for St. Barnabas.
1: Okay, all right. I don't think they were there when I, when I was out there. Are they new enough or have to come up through from the junior-intermediate ranks?
2: Uh, so, when were we junior? We were junior back in, I think it was 2000... When was it? Twenty in probably about twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Okay. Uh and then within two years we'd won the intermediate. So yeah, we're we're about three or four years now in, in senior
1: alright okay very good I'm an old man here Shane it was 2001 or 2 when I was in New York so don't mind me I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm well out of the New York loop now come here but look like, I mean the feel good factor must be around New York football like you must have noticed a big change you made your debut in 2012 you're only 17 which is incredible um, going and the last 3 years you've had unbelievable moral victories now whether you look at it and go we should have beaten Leitrim definitely we had a great chance of beating Roscommon ha- gave Sligo a scare you know are you looking at this as in a missed opportunity, or are you looking at at how well you're building
2: you know it's kind of both you know uh at first you know the day of the game uh you know we'll say wow we did we did such a great job uh you know we're, we're like well we we had them, we competed uh we gave it all uh and we kind of we'll all stick together on that night and then uh the next day we'll just be sitting there be like, you know what? It really turns into a disappointment. And then we're like, it. we really, we should have had this. You know, if we had one or two things go away, you know, we, we could have had this. But it was, uh, you know, hope, hopefully now it's starting to spurn more interest. You know, seeing now that more and more American players, like now we're up to six, which I think is the most that I've seen. You know, if, uh, if we can keep getting that interest to grow, if we keep getting the results, you know, the interest will be there. And hopefully we can continue to play in the, the comic championship. You know, it's my, my goal is to kind of just hopefully keep getting us, like, these results. And, you know, even if I was to never win a game, if I could keep us, you know, in in this competition, keep us playing against these teams... Uh, to one day play uh, see a team mostly of Americans that would be that'd be the ultimate
1: goal Yeah but you, you really have to do that though Shane for your own interest as well because like I saw Justin O'Halloran talking about losing 10 or 11 of last year's um, team and Cahill Compton's talking about I suppose the view is that New York aren't as strong as in other years and like without the guaranteed homegrown and I spoke with Kieran Dealey this year the London manager without that Oh, you know, base of homegrown, like, you're you just, you don't know where you're coming or going at the start of every year.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's tough. I make the joke that I think I play with the most uh, inter-county players in GA history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, the turnover rate is is ridiculous out here. I think uh, somebody came up with the stat and told me that, like, since the last time May was out, there might only be one or two New York players. You know, one was that five years ago, which for any county team is an unbelievably ridiculous rate of turnover. Yeah. And then Mayo, I think, have 14. I think they said still playing from the last time they were here. So, I mean, try, trying to compete with that is uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge.
1: Yeah it's definitely well Mayor are a bit of a freak in that their team has completely stuck together but I, compl- I, can, I take your point point. and Daniel Flynn was out with you this year as well so you had the excitement I suppose of having such a brilliant player as him and then he goes home and then you know immigration isn't the economy's going well in Ireland here so the same amount or the same numbers aren't going out every year and then the GEA changed their rules to stop players leaving in mid-championship over here as well so like I mean it, it's, uh, there's a lot of factors been conspiring against New York
2: yeah the only the only, there's only real two options so one I either go over and ruin the economy or two uh, you know we're going to have to you know really do a great job with uh, our homegrown players you know that, that's really the future as, as you were saying and uh, you know we, we need to kind of stick together now like the six of us you know my, uh, you know, Mikey Cregan has been with New York now I think he said his first championship debut was 2008 because <laughs> uh, he's old
1: <laughs> he's an but, uh, outlier, yeah. He's he's definitely bringing it back um towards the homegrown players and the lack of turnover, but he's definitely a, an outlier.
2: Yeah, no, he uh he's but but you know, he he's a very representative of what New York is and what uh you know guys who strive to be. You know, guys even in, he's in his mid 30s, but you know, he comes back every week. So he's he's for somebody I really admire. Um you know but the the four other boys now that are that are coming on you know they're young, they want to play uh they're very passionate for the game, so you know hopefully we can kind of form the core that we can build around
1: yeah, do you notice a bit more of a prestige around new york um football than maybe when you started against Sligo back in two thousand and twelve after the last three years, you know like you're given a little bit more respect, and even for the players over there wanting to be part of it where in other years maybe they didn't.
2: Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, especially the Wisconsin game, I remember Wisconsin was coming off that great uh, run into Division One. You know, it was, it was very tough to see, uh, you know, New York really with any hope. Uh, so a lot of guys really weren't uh, interested in doing the panel. Uh, but then, you know, for the next two years, you know, especially after you gave them a great share, you know, we were able to get really good numbers, you know, guys wanting to try out, willing to, to put in the work to uh, try and make the panel, you know, and just coming so short really hurt. Uh, but, you know, with, with teams coming out now like Mayo or Galway, it's, it's a little tougher now trying to get guys to, to want to commit to the panel, you know, because they, they, I guess they don't want to get the hammering that uh, that people are expecting us to get. Uh, but, you know, the guys that we have now that, that are coming into the panel, uh, you know, they, they're not going to want to uh, suffer. You know any beating, so you know we're, we're, our goal really is to try and make this game as as uncomfortable as we can for Mayo, and uh, you know hopefully we we get a result that will uh, show the work that we've put in.
1: Yeah, another challenge for New York obviously is the lack of challenge games and league games. So you have to the only games you really can get are internal games, and if you don't get enough fellas to commit, you don't get good fifteen versus fifteen games.
2: Yeah. Uh so uh, yeah, the the immigration problem really hurts us with that, you know, guys. If if we were to try and play, you know, there, there's always the talks of us having to, to maybe going back one day playing in the league, but you know, with guys with visa situations, yeah, it'd be it'd be almost impossible. Um, but yeah, no. Over the past few years, you know, we've had Corfin come out to give us a few games, Danny Cabin, um... You know, those games really helped because, you know, after a while playing all the inter-squad games, you know, you mark the same guy every day, you know, it it kind of loses its luster. Um, And, you know, it could kind of show last year, you know, the lack of matches, especially towards the end of the game. You know, maybe if we had a few games to, you know, where we were in the same situation where we were in the lead, we'd know kind of, you know, a bit of cuteness, where to run out the clock. You know, maybe the results could have been different over the past few years. Uh, but yeah. hopefully one day we can get a situation that'll that that could benefit us with trying to get games
1: yeah, no exactly, so come here after Donald Trump became president, and we know his attitude towards immigrants are the Irish starting to come out of their houses or the the ones with some of the v, the dodgy <laughs> the dodgy visas
2: <laughs> uh a little bit yeah no, no, they they're, they're still flocking over to Gale park, which is good.
1: Yeah, well um, that 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 really is where Donald Trump should send his uh his people if he wanted to catch anyone.
2: I don't no I I, I joke with the with the boys at training that uh you know, I'm trying to become a cop. but I said the first thing I'll do is I'll go to, to Gaelic Park and I'll make my quota for <laughs> in, the, in the first month.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's easiest,
2: a- easiest, easiest promotion ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just wait at the inside the door so they they don't even know until they come through the turnstile and then they're caught, right? So that's it. Yeah, um,
2: no the, the only the only way they can get through is if they play for St Barnabas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can strike a deal with them. Come here, just to finish up with the game. Like the draw hasn't been kind to you. Like I mean, although you could have made that case you and you would have made that case against Ross Common, like you correctly pointed out um three years ago. So like I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Mayo team, so it, it has been it has been picked. Um, so Donald Vaughan, Dermot O'Connor, Killian O'Connor. There's a few big names not starting. It's of, they're obviously still a huge player here in Ireland and a league champion. So, are you, like, are you? I know when I was a player, even if it was an impossible task, I'd still convince myself that we have a chance to win it. I'm sure that's the way you're thinking. But you know, a good performance here, you know, would be staying within, you know, a, dis- a, a a close distance from Mayo? Like, are you actually thinking that you could possibly pull this one off?
2: Uh, well, you know, J- Justin put it best in uh, in an interview, you know. He said, uh, if the underdog was to never win, you know, why would you even bother trying? You know, we know that this is going to be, you know, near, a near impossible task, really, you know, trying to compete with Mayo because, you know, Mayo has been, you know, such a great representative for the GAA over the past you know, pretty much for the past uh, decade, you know, they've been to four islands. you know, winning winning the league this year and winning it, you know, in such a fashion where they were able to play, you know, 30, what was it, 38 guys or something like that. So not only are they a very skilled team, they're they're a deep team as well. So, you know, they are able to replace, you know, Killian O'Connor's or, or, and guys of that caliber. So we know that uh, we're going to need everything to go right on, on the day and probably more to try and get a get a result but you know any any positive results really will, will be you know any moral victory would, would be a positive for, for New York
1: yeah exactly well come here Shane thanks very much for taking the call and best of luck on Sunday
2: thank you very much Carl when your legs don't work like they used to before I was actually coming home on Saturday morning, and I had the podcast on from Eubridge Saturday night, and that that helps the journey to be honest. If, I'm, if I've ran out of Ed Sheeran songs, depends on mood. Ed's good for uh, if you're in a shopping mood. Ed's good to uh, sing along to, and then if you're in a GA heads mood, which I'm probably most of the week, then I turn these boys on.
1: Darling, I will be loving you. okay so our first Paddy Power predictions of the championship lads and let's be honest it's not the most exciting <laughs> slide I'm <laughs> feeling good about this one <laughs> so like New Mayo are 1-200 to, um, <laughs> to win this one which is uh, off the charts um, you know like I mean can we see New York in any way troubling them probably not the big news we have from Mayo Connor <laughs> is that Dermot O'Connor is not going to play um, yeah. we have actually the Mayo team there you might want to call it out uh, yeah, so it's Rob
0: Henley, Chris Barrett, Brendan Harrison, Keith Higgins, Paddy Durkin Lee Keegan, uh, James McCormack, uh, Matty Ruan, Aidan uh Evan Regan, Jason Doherty, Fergal Boland uh, Kevin McLaughlin, Darren Cohen and James Carr so right. I think there's only a couple, maybe three changes from the team that won the league Three changes, yeah, yeah. So O'Connor, Vaughan is out Vaughan is out uh, Don't think he's injured, but not 100% sure on that James McCormack is in, uh, Evan Regan is in, in the half forward line and I'm struggling That's to for Dierman O'Connor off the top of my head I think that could be it That was
1: the full forward line yeah. I think yeah so it's not, the f- it's not a forward line that's going to strike fear into any All-Ireland contender there's no doubt about that Evan Regan uh, I'm not sure if he's played wing forward too much but I can't see him w- working up and down the field I, I, I can left. just see
0: an automatic switch there with Kevin McLaughlin and the yeah, him, but he him seems going to w- 13 he and to like 10.
1: He seems to want to play McLaughlin out He does oh, I only
0: think it because Evan Regan is named a 10 yeah, yeah I can't see him playing a 10 well, I could be wrong but I don't see that happening on, on Sunday
1: Yeah okay So. Look, it's a team strong enough um, to be beating New York. There's no doubt about that. Um, so they're they're getting all their injuries cleared up. So what what are the what are the we talked about New York, anyways, having ten or eleven of the starting team from last year gone. So, like, I mean, that's a big one. They have the home advantage. And then we have the whole travelling over to New York and James Horan's on record for saying they messed that up the last time they went over. Mm. Do you remember that going on, uh, Connor? I think they got logistics wrong. They were waiting around on buses. There was yeah, all sorts
0: of stuff. Uh, there was a few issues. I think there was a few issues with a couple of fundraisers and stuff like that, which seemed to have been planned well in yeah, advance. That was Common well.
1: too, wasn't it? Yeah, I
0: think so, yeah. May only went over, as far as I know, today. I think, which I thought was about the latest. You could leave it to like acclimatize to the time change and all that sort of stuff. And as far as I know, they're 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 hanging around for a few days afterwards, and they're not back till close to next weekend. So oh, right. maybe getting a bit of preparation in for later on. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think so as well.
1: Yeah. So Seamus O'Shea had a wedding last weekend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rob Henley, I think, was the MC. Aiden was the... Aiden was best man. He was best man. Mm. So, you know, they're coming off a nice celebration there last week. So hopefully they, uh, they were in the title recovery themselves. pool in Belmullet. So, you know, that, that, <laughs> that'll shake anything out of your system. So. No, it's very disrespectful to New York now for <laughs> Seamus O'Shea to <laughs> fix his wedding the week before their game. Like, I mean, if that's not going to be posted up, those weddings, <laughs> Photos <laughs> <laughs> are going to be posted up on the
3: dressing wall. Look, uh, look. There's no point in saying it's uh, it's mayo for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going to go with Mayo I was, I was thinking about the draw but um, tough place to go and all that but I'm going to go with Mayo as well
0: what the, what the handicap is 19-20 points I think is it 19-20 think See, that's so, why yeah.
1: I was going to just uh, check there I hadn't got it on my nose Mayo
0: won by 22 points in 2014 and without wanting to dis- disrespect New York too much you'd be expecting something similar this if
1: time. it's 19 or 20 I'd nearly float for New York and yeah. that they've one won won the strongest won. Mayo they beat team. the
0: handicap I think 15 out of the last 20 times or something New York I think Don Fall had that on Twitter so that might be worth it it's meant to be wet in New York on Sunday and the AstroTurf pitch might cause a bit of hassle New York might be more used to it than the Mayo so maybe but you'd expect them to get close enough to in the handicap anyway
1: Alright okay. so there's two more big games on this weekend so London Galway is the next one um, that's in Roy Slip at 3.30 Kevin Walsh poor Kevin Walsh has been interviewed again and he's been asked what question is he being asked? Like of the sense the of <laughs> yeah. I'd say the poor man is ready to dr- pull on the next fella who says it to him so he's, I didn't see the question so here's his answer I have to move away from uh, from that because it doesn't really matter I think most of that comes from a few empty vessels and empty vessels make the most noise so we have to be very careful that we get the best out of our team and it's quite obvious that all of the top teams are very similar to ourselves we can't change anyone's opinion it's It's very easy to say things, but if everything was balanced, uh we would say we are very similar to most of the top teams and Kevin is probably a little bit right in that as regards they'll all end up in a similar setup. But the difference with Galway is that they're dropping off back into zones still, which seems to be a bit of a tired setup where, you know, Tyrone have moved on from that. Mayo don't do it. Kerry don't do it. Dublin don't do it. You know, with Dublin maybe do it a little bit. They'll drop back goal side of their man and turn and face him. You know, that kind of a way. But they're not dropping back into zones around the halfway line. And I think that's the little next step for Galway's evolution that they need to bring to this year's championship to be seen as big players it was it Liam Kearns this week in that same interview said that he thought Galway were a team that could beat Dublin Galloway have massive respect but it's always the caveat of mm. stop dropping back into the zones that's too easy you'll never beat Dublin dropping off them and inviting them up to the 45 because then they're just comfortable there nah. you have to try and put them under enough pressure that they're kicking kick passing a little bit and then they're going astray and then you're back on the attack I don't think Galway have got that memo but again we, keep, we kept qualifying that during the championship or during the league and saying that they have been playing with a very weak hand throughout the league so maybe we will see that evolution and we're a bit un- unfair on Kevin Walsh that we haven't seen his full team yet and still there's some criticism of Galway.
3: Yeah, because I was just thinking it'd be really interesting now when Kieran Malloy comes in and probably Dylan Wall, and you know because they they'll be taken off and they'll be so influential in attack, and I don't mind any of a half hours dropping back to cover for them, but it just gives them a bit more impetus and they're not stuck in the shell. Which I think Gareth Bradshaw as good as he's been going forward throughout like the years. I think he's sort of a bit more conservative now with. Galway, but I don't think Kieran Lloyd would be or Dylan Wall would be. So maybe it will yeah. change are when Killian they McDade these boys? if he goes wing back as well. Yeah.
1: So there are the three options for attacking wing backs, and that was the big thing I had about Galway is they needed more pace from the half back line. Um, definitely. But he's he's constantly asking those, answering those questions and it's hard to know. You know what to what to say about it until we see them in the championship. We won't learn much yeah. again with London uh, this weekend. Don't do you know the betting on this one, Connor? I didn't see the betting for this one, but I would assume it's heavily in Galway's favour. Well, it's twelve to one London, and it's one to fifty Galway, so not quite at the one to two hundred that mayo are. And the handicap right. here is fourteen. No disrespect to London, I can see Galway blowing away that fourteen pretty pretty quickly. I was surprised that it was so low. Really, I know London are making big improvements, but and they, they can put it up to likes sort of Loud in the qualifiers, mm-hmm. and they can put it up to Division Four teams, and that's great improvement for them. But we're talking about potential All Ireland mm-hmm. uh, contender that really, if Galway aren't going over and beating that handicap they'd have to be maybe wondering about themselves is that disrespectful to London or is that just being no, fair no, I, I think
0: it's realistic I, I give London a chance uh, with the handicap but only because I think that Galway might win by 10 to 12 points as opposed to 14 I think it'll be comfortable
3: yeah, it'll be comfortable. What about you, Cannon? Twelve to one, one to fifty. It's a bit, a bit stingy from Paddy, isn't it? I would have thought that London would be a bit longer, considering Galway are so short. Not that it matters because they wouldn't back London anyway. Yeah, so.
1: not that it matters, and not that you know anything about <laughs> betting. So yeah, it doesn't be anything in do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I threw over anything to do with betting. So we're going to go with Galway. Got to go with Galway. Yeah, well that's what you do know, right? So <laughs> that's what I know. The only other big game at the weekend is in Stradbally at two o'clock next Saturday, lads, and that is the Leash Masters over forties. <laughs> the three big games you were talking welcoming about welcoming right? the yeah you were confused with the yeah. three right so they're welcoming the All-Ireland Champions um, Dublin oh. to Leash and um, this is kicking off at two o'clock it's free in right all Masters Championship games are free in up until semi-final stage so the message is to go to this game cheer on Leash beating the All-Ireland Champions we haven't done it in a long time <laughs> and uh and that's really it. So we're hoping to have everybody out. We've we've had a few challenge games and probably the most we've had would be seven or eight starters in the challenge games we're having challenge games instead of training because you just can't get anyone to train it's very hard over 40 lads don't care if you're sti- the good lads are still playing with their club and then their commitment is club whereas the lads that aren't fit aren't playing with a club and they're happy to go but they're mm. not necessarily lads that are going to be able to beat Dublin so it's a it's a, it's a strange competition but it's a competition that I really really looking forward to and it's great like, there's a part of it that's fantastic when you're 40 that you get to meet up it's like mini reunions every time Mm. you go back onto the field and even the last day Noel Garvin came on in midfield and Chris Conway came on in the forwards and you just little memories of me, him and Chris linking up in championship. it's a lovely thing it's a lovely thing and hopefully we'll have a lot of our bigger names back um, for next week um, on the starting team like Tom Kelly we hopefully oh, have Kevin, Fitz, Town, we? Kevin Fitzpatrick, Darren Rooney. That could be that. The that was two thousand and three halfback. Yeah. They're all bang on forty forty one. So right. they're all and they're all playing with the club. Then you'll have myself, Greg Ramsbottom in the forwards. You'll have Shane Cook, who used to play with Leash You'll have um, Chris Conway. You know, you'll, you there is, but we need everyone to show up because. It's not, we don't have the biggest squad. Yeah. And then you hear Dublin are bringing down 30 down to <laughs> seven. Yeah. Because a friend of mine had to ring them up about uh, making food for them after the game. They have to be fed and everything. And Bring so, how many are you bringing down? We're expecting maybe, you know, 17, 18, <laughs> 30. <laughs> big super <Yeah>. <laughs> bus. Big, yeah. big backroom team yeah. of 18 or 19. Masseuses, ma- physios, you name it. Did anyone bite at your tweet the other day? Any of the Dublin guys? Oh, no, Mick O'Keefe, Mick O'Keefe right, still okay. kicking away. Mick must be. Uh, I thought the media blocker concerned. might. The I don't know if the blocker, <laughs> yeah, just the text goes around do not reply to <laughs>
3: <laughs> who's playing for Dublin like who's the big Dublin well Ray Cosgrove
1: and Shane Ryan they ah, were the big age. but like Michael Ryan, Keith Jesus. replied back to my tweet uh, Derek Byrne mm. would be good but he'd have been on and off the team they're not a star-studded team they have a lot of fellas who are very fit and flying at a club level which is the, really the big thing lads. you can have all yeah. the big names you want if you're not still playing club or at a decent level of fitness you're useless to your team mm. so they have a lot of teams but like Mick was trying to crank up the pressure back on us because I said we're going to knock them off their perch but he was saying their team is made up of a period of of, a Dublin, of Dublin players from a period when they were useless <laughs> and our team is made up of a period of Leach's greatest ever team so yeah. like he said he, he don't beat us <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so straight
3: we were like oh for God's sake now we've got all the pressure on us hang <laughs> no, on Dublin will go for two in a row yeah, I think think the you know, yeah, ok pre- well I'll, I'll reply back <laughs> to him now today and I'll put all the pressure
1: back on what a load of nonsense but like I mean people still play those games but anyways that's it it's more of a message to anyone from Leash because anyone from Dublin that listens you've probably got a few teams that might be more of interest than this <laughs> Masters team but us in Leash um, maybe some of them might like to go out and see like you said Tom Kelly your face lit up when you heard Tom yeah. Kelly so Joe Higgins very disappointing his hips are gone so ah, he couldn't oh show oh up would man. love to have been on the field with Joe one of the greatest and Bino's not over it Overage, not, overage. not 40 for <laughs> next year uh, so there's a few of the might give them a fake name maybe <laughs> <laughs> and yeah just play a Beano right listen that's always time for we'll be back um, hopefully we'll do a show Monday and just without giving away a production meeting it's not going to be easy to get a Mayo player because when we record at 12 o'clock it's going to be like 7am <laughs> or 8am over there and I say the Mayo players will have sore heads so how will I get a Mayo interview I might try and get a Galway interview could we imagine Mayo and Galway will win those games and I don't like to, to ring fellas who have lost the championship game so there you are production meeting health, uh, live <laughs> and yeah. right okay that's it we'll talk to you Monday good luck I'm not finished yet
3: it took me a long time to get here both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and
1: they forget what happened they've had a frank discussion with each other and both of them are keen to now
0: Focus on getting back to their county journeys.
3: But these fellas will get such a shit shot next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their ashes for 10 years. The GA Hour
1: is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.